You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 164 with Kristen Race. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Kristen on the show today. We are going to talk about our brains. And what I mean by that is we are going to talk about giving our brains a much needed break and what that looks like. I don't know if you ever felt like you're being overstimulated by everything that's going on, but yet you're underperforming. And Kristen's going to talk to us about why that's actually happening, as well as talking about what a balanced life looks like, why it starts with our brain, and some practical tips for busy moms um, to be our best selves. So I know that there's a lot of you out there that are just struggling, right? You're on the struggle bus and the holidays are all around us. You have 500 gifts to buy and all that kind of stuff. And you just feel like... You're barely making it. And so I wanted to bring her on to kind of give us that little oomph, you know, to get us through to Christmas so that we can kind of, you know, enjoy the season, not just feel like, yeah, like, can we just fast forward and get to January 1st? That That's not what I want for everyone. So I hope this show inspires you today and that you can kind of carve out some time to give your brain a break. Hey, you guys, I have something pretty exciting that I want to share with you. So in October... I hit 50 pounds down. That's right. 50 pounds down in 10 months. And if you've been listening to this show for the past few months, I've been talking about my weight loss journey at the beginning of every show. But if you guys want to hear more of the details, make sure to tune in December because I'm really going to go into detail what really worked for me, what products I use, and what I've learned during the past 10 months. I've had so many women come up to me and ask me what I've been doing, and I do like to share with them how I started this journey to begin with. So if you want to know that, make sure you go to episode 112 with Amanda Nybert. I did her program, and that is really how I got the ball rolling, and I still use a lot of what I learned from her today. And so I would highly recommend her program. It's a seven-week online program, and I just feel like if you've been stuck and you need some accountability, structure, and help with meal planning, this is such a perfect plan for you. And not only that, but she has given she has given us a $10 referral code. Um, so you want to make sure you get that $10 off. So you need to go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean. And before you check out, you're going to see a box that says referral code. This is where you need to make sure you put in the code. And when you go to this page, you will see the codes, but just in case you want to hear it, the code is mom, M-O-M, in order to get the $10 off. And when you make a purchase using my code, I do get a commission that helps support the show. But I wanted you guys to know that I only recommend products or services that I use myself. So that is why I don't promote a lot of different things on the show. So you guys, if you have friends that are struggling with their weight, maybe you don't struggle with that, please make sure to share this with them. And let them know about the series that is coming up in December, because I know it can be very isolating when you're trying to lose weight, and I never want anyone to feel alone. Also, I just want to say, I know the holidays are coming up, and people are already probably thinking about Christmas cookies and all the things that they're going to eat, but I do want to say this. From experience, I'm glad I started when I did. There are so many reasons that I could have pushed it off and said, I'm not going to do it. My birthday's in January, and I started in January. I could have just said, well, I'll wait till this time. And I've done that too many years in a row. And just imagine starting 2020, 10 pounds down instead of 10 pounds up. I feel like it would really set you up for 2020 and really get you on 
a great path and feeling good about yourself. And so don't let the holidays get in the way of your goals. All right, let's go to the show. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Amber, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I am a travel agent. And so I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. And so I like asking my guests, what is your favorite vacation spot and why? And this can be with or without kids. Sure. It's a pretty easy one for me. And I think it comes from living in the mountains of Colorado Mm -hmm. that anywhere over 70 degrees, (laughs) ideally with a beach, (laughs) is a perfect vacation spot for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in terms of the kids or without kids, I think my absolute favorite way to take a vacation is um, just the four of us as a family. Yeah. And I find that during those vacations where it's just us without extra friends or other people around, the kids connect in a really unique way. And it's just such a, a special time. So, yeah, I agree. And I, I do like going to the beach too, even though I don't live in the mountains. But um, do you ever see yourself retiring to a beach <laughs> since you're trying you know, to get away from it? <laughs> that's interesting. I I don't know. I I don't know if it would lose its novelty. Yeah, and, maybe. Um, you know, yeah. that special part about it. If, yes. If I, if I did that. But <laughs> I do like to be warm. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Um, well, how about you share a little bit more about yourself with us? Um, you tell us uh, what your name is. Um, you, well, you're from Colorado, so you answered that question. And um, I think you just said you had two kids, correct? Yes, I do. The, yeah. I have two teenagers now, actually. Okay. So why don't you tell us your name? And then um, I'll jump into um, how you got to where you are today. So first and last name, and then we'll jump into what got you to the place that you are in today. Yes. So. Um, Kristen Race is my name, uh, Dr. Kristen Race, although I don't often use the doctor. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> so do you want to jump into how you got to where you are today? And then you can share with us um, how you got the doctor and also why you don't use the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I'll give you the I'll give you the backstory sure. um, in as much as in as simple a way as I can. But Basically, I founded Mindful Life about 12 years ago uh, because I was increasingly concerned about the stress epidemic in our society and specifically the level of stress in kids at that time. And since that time, I have worked in schools. I've written a best-selling book. I've given two TED Talks. I've worked with everyone from Fortune 500 executives to first responders, ER doctors, uh, you name it. And I've probably worked with them. I think probably because stress is so relevant in our society and in the lives we lead that uh, the tools that I can provide to help build resilience to stress are are very necessary in all kinds of settings. So my work's evolved quite a bit, uh, started with really a focus on young children. Uh, that evolved to focusing not just on the children, but on their teachers and on their parents <laughs> and the importance of the adults around these children managing their own stress levels. And then it just it, it grew from there. I'd be giving a book talk on my parenting book and someone would say, can you come speak to my accounting firm or can you come talk to my law firm or at my clinic? And so it, it grew very organically, um, very accessible 
accidentally. I call myself an entrepreneur by accident. But it's been really exciting uh, just to watch it evolve. It's something I'm very passionate about. And my latest passion is really around supporting working moms. And um, yeah, so it's always new. It's always changing and always exciting. Yeah. You know, um, I was listening to someone speak and um, they are a counselor and a director at a counseling place here in Nashville. And they he was collaborating with some other authors and he was saying that by the time they were done writing, so when they started writing their book, kids had anxiety. It was one out of six. And then by the time they were done with their book, it was one out of four. And so it made me think about that when you were saying about the stress in kids and how it has gotten worse and stuff like that. And um, I mean, that's not what we're going to talk about today, but I'm curious, what what did you find like in your work and in your research and all that, that was making kids more stressed than maybe what it used to be? Sure. Uh, well, there, there are a number of factors, but to highlight a few of them, I would say our, our kids are definitely growing up in a different world than mm-hmm. we grew up in, right. in the amount of stimulation, right? Everything from media exposure to, you know, hearing about every school shooting and mm. horrible thing that's happening on the news that is constantly in front of them. You yeah. can't really hide them from this anymore, as well as the the pressure to, uh, and this when kids get a little older, but the pressures around social media yes. and maintaining their brand 24-7, mm. where it used to be if you had a bad day at school, you'd come home and you could forget about it until the next day. And right. they don't that break anymore. It's constantly there. And I also think that a, a big factor is um, the parents and that we we are all more stressed uh, for the, many of the reasons that I just spoke about. And when parents are, when their stress level increases, the their kids' level of stress and anxiety increases as well. So there are definitely a lot of factors that are are at play here. Um, and what, what I try to focus on is, is not so much about how we can protect them from all of these things, but how we can build resilience because, uh, the technology, the stimulation, the external stressors aren't going away. Mm -hmm. So, but if we can focus on how to create a brain that's more resilient to these stressors, then we can see a lot of improvements in stress and anxiety and levels of happiness and all kinds of things. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I want to go back to you were saying that, you know, even if the parents are stressed, right, that impacts the kids. And that leads me into the first question. And I wanted to chat with you about easy ways that we can practice giving our brains uh, a much needed break. And what does that look like? Sure. And there, you know, I'm all about small changes can make a big difference. (laughs) So while I do have a a formal meditation practice, I think that a lot of the progress that I've made in this area, and especially when my kids were little, was about integrating little things into my day. So things like thinking about how you start your day. So if you wake up in the morning to the alarm on your smartphone and the first thing you see are the day's headlines and get sucked into some text notifications or even into your inbox, Mm. you're starting your day in a very reactive state 
stimulating the alarm mechanisms, that fight, flight, or freeze part of your brain. And that stays with you. And uh, I, I, compared to if we can start our day, uh, you know, to the alarm on a, an alarm clock, if you can imagine that, to taking a few minutes to maybe do some breathing, maybe practice gratitude, maybe just enjoy a cup of tea or a warm cup of coffee and set an intention or a plan for our day mm. before we dive into all that other stuff that yeah. we're going to dive into. We create a brain state that sets a completely different tone for our day. So thinking about just that, how you, what your morning ritual looks like, how you set the tone for your day. Um, thinking about things like how you can take a break um, from all of the stimulation. Right. So I call it airplane mode, which is basically yeah. just giving yourself 30 minutes, 60 minutes, any amount of time where all electronics are out of sight and notifications are turned off. Mm. And that might be just leaving your phone at home when you drive the kids to school or when you pick them up in the afternoon. It could be, um, you know, committing to putting your phone away for 30 minutes when you get home from work in the evening. Just looking for those little pockets where we're not constantly scanning our environment for the next ping or ding can actually give our brain a little bit of a break. So there are a lot of things. And, you know, in my book, I have tons of, of ideas and little practices, but it, it's a lot about just what where what are the little pockets in your day where you can get present, um, you know, maybe walking from your car to the office and just listening to the sounds that you hear or trying to see something you've never noticed before, rather than being constantly caught in that, um, you know, the chronic pervasive thoughts <laughs> that yeah. constantly are running through our head and, um, you know, making us worry, making us stressed, making us regret, whatever they might be making us do. So just looking for those little windows uh, to give our brain a little rest. Yeah, I've tried to incorporate us getting out as a family to go hiking and doing that kind of stuff more, you know, where you're just out with nature, obviously, it gets a little bit harder as it gets colder here in Nashville. But um to really make that um, a point of doing, because like you're saying, it, it, we are just kind of bombarded with all the technology and the simple things are kind of disappearing on, and, and that's truly what we need. And um, it's such a simple thing to do, but like, I don't know why it's hard for people, right? Like even you saying with getting an alarm, like, you know, how many people will probably go get an alarm? It's like, they just are like, well, it's on my phone. And I don't know. And, and then, and then and not wanting to go right to their phone, even though it's so simple, but it isn't always easy just because it's simple. So I do think those are uh, good things to work towards to give our brains a break. And so I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, it goes along with giving our brains a break um, and our brains being overstimulated, but people might be surprised to know that we might be underperforming though, even though we're overstimulating. So can you explain to all of us why that might be happening? Sure. So basically when we are, um, you know, when we have all of these little triggers during the day, when we have, you know, the pings and dings of our texts, our emails, um, we're in a, inundated by the day's headlines, we're overwhelmed by our inbox. Um, one of our kids is sick and we have to rearrange our workday. 
all of those things cause little stress responses in our brain. And when we trigger a stress response in our brain, it triggers our survival mechanisms, that fight, flight, or freeze response. And the uh, the part of our brain that um, we need to be productive, to pay attention, to engage effectively with the people around us uh, is a newer part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, just behind, behind our forehead. And so what happens is as those little stressors add up and we continually stimulate the alarm centers or that fight, flight, or freeze part of our brain, our prefrontal cortex goes offline. Mm -hmm. And that's the part of our brain that is so essential for efficiency, for productivity, for decision-making, for paying attention, for learning new things. And this is so applicable in the workplace, um, as well as it is in a school setting. When you think about kids who arrive at school in this triggered alarm state because of a chaotic morning they've had, the part of their brain responsible for learning new material is completely offline. So we have to integrate practices that stimulate that prefrontal cortex uh, that through without those can be mindfulness practices and other practices that will help us use that part of our brain to perform our best, to pay attention, to solve problems, to make good decisions, to engage effectively with the people around us. So all mm. of those really important skills are, uh, are directly come from that prefrontal cortex, that very important part of our brain. Mm. Um, I know you have a story about the car wash. I would love for you to share that with everyone, if you don't mind. <laughs> I have many stories. Okay, I would love to hear them. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to think the car wash one was was a while ago, but essentially it was my son's birthday. I think he was turning five, I want to say, maybe six. He's 14 now. Mm -hmm. So I... Um, basically it was, you know, it was party day. We had all of these things going on and all the things that you needed to get together for the party. And he was so excited. And I left to go pick up different party materials and get the cake. And then I was going to meet my husband and where the party was. And my daughter came with me and we got into, we were a little bit early and I needed to get gas. That was the first thing that happened was I didn't have gas in the car and I had a free car wash. And so I said, sure, why not? And I had a pickup truck at the time and I pulled the pickup truck into the car wash. And as soon as the door closed and the brushes started, I remembered <laughs> the pinata in the back in the bed of the truck. Oh, goodness. And just sat there as like all of the pieces of candy came flying around the <laughs> car wash bay. Oh, goodness. And that led to a, a number of other um, little stress responses from them not having the correct birthday cake that he wanted and the balloons. Mm. All of these things to put me in this just wonderful state. Yeah. The beginning of the birthday party. And I'm sure any mom who's hosted a birthday party or had a child can relate to those kinds of things. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I feel like that happens so often. And, you know, speaking of that, and, you know, I think that everyone tries to strive for a balanced life, right? And I feel like some people will say, 
it's not really possible to have a balanced life or people will say, no, it is possible to have a balanced life. And some people will be like, well, you have to have, you know, some things will be a higher priority and some have to take a lower priority, even if you're doing all the things and stuff like that. But with you, I, I know that you like to talk about it in regards to how it starts with the brain. So can you share with us what that looks like in regards to having a more balanced life? Sure. And this this really came out of, um, you know, I spent years trying to create the perfect balanced life from the outside. And that was partly why I moved to this small mountain town and had just, you know, worked from home and all of these things that I thought I could put into place to create the perfect work-life balance. And mm. I came to realize that it's not possible to create a perfect balanced life from the outside. But what we can do are put practices in place that help us balance our brains. And when I'm talking about balancing our brains, again, I'm talking about balancing that stress response with the function of the prefrontal cortex. And when our brains are more balanced, then we feel more balanced in all aspects of our lives. So we feel more balanced at work. We feel more balanced at home. We feel more balanced on our date night. Um... So when we can kind of create that balance internally, then the work-life balance piece feels, it seems to just kind of fall into place. Yeah, I think, I, you know, when you were saying to me that you moved to a mountain town and it's a small town and, uh, you know, you're working from home, people are probably like, oh, yeah, that probably solved all your problems. Um, I thought you- it would. Yeah. So, so yeah. So this is a good example because I think sometimes people are like, let's just go off the grid and let, let's just like do what all, whatever we got to do. Right. And, um, you probably did notice a shift. Where did you move from? I should probably ask you that first. So I moved from Denver uh, when the kids were one and three and we moved up to Steamboat Springs Mm. uh, in the mountains of Colorado, which is a beautiful little mountain town. Yeah. And I I literally thought we could have this leave it to beaver lifestyle. Yeah. And, and, you know, in this day and age, it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter how many days you work from home or how many date nights you schedule, what job you have those external stressors are always going to creep in and we can't prevent that. But what we we can, again, we can build that resilience from the inside and and that's what makes the difference and allows us to bring our best selves to all of life's situations is being able to create that internal balance. Yeah, I think that's good. I will, I will ask you though, do you feel like it did change by you moving though? Even though you couldn't get rid of it completely, do you feel like it did shift? Short term. Short term. Okay. Yeah, there was an initial like, oh, we've arrived. I'm going to sit out here on the deck and watch every sunset every night just <laughs> it for my glass of wine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then life happens. Life kickens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, your kids get into school or you're trying to get them into the right preschool and yeah. Somebody's anxious about something and, you know, there's a, there's just life happens and it doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said that because I do think that people probably are listening to this, thinking about those kind of things and to know that they need to be realistic. Kind of like what we talked about at the very beginning with you moving to the beach. Would you be as drawn to the beach? I mean, you think about like how many people you ask in California, how often they go to the beach 
and they right. don't. They don't go to the beach. Well, one, it's so expensive to live there. I feel like you have to have five jobs to work to live by the beach, but nobody's going to the beach. And so um, so it, it's not that same feeling as if you were to go on vacation. So I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up, that it's only a temporary fix. And so, uh, Kristen, we're almost at the end of the show, but I do want to, I want to ask you, do you have some practical tips for busy moms on how to be our best selves? I feel like we are so hard on ourselves and going back to like what you talked about with social media. And I've talked about this on a couple other shows that I think it is even more challenging than it was even before, um, with comparing and seeing like what other, what other people are doing and, um, oh my gosh, their life looks amazing. They look like they're on top of it. Look how cute she is. She looks cute all the time. All these things, right. Bombarding us to feel like we're not even good enough. And so what would you want to tell moms? Like what advice would you want to give them so that, you know, they can walk away feeling like, okay, you know, I, I need to feel better about myself. And these are a few things that I can do on a daily basis to help that. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think if I were to go back to my younger mom self, um, one thing that I wish I could have done a better job of is giving myself a break. And I think when we're new moms, young moms, we want to do it absolutely perfectly. Uh, Obviously, it's an incredibly important job, Mm -hmm. but we put so much pressure on ourselves. And if something doesn't go perfectly, somehow it, it feels like a failure on the parent. If a child is struggling in any way, if one of your kids is doing well and the other one isn't, then you start ask, you know, questioning your parenting in different ways. Um, there's just so many phases that our kids go through that are temporary and they're difficult why you are in it, but they pass and they evolve and you figure it out. And just to kind of give yourself permission to take a breath, to know you're doing the best you can and it's okay. Yeah. The second thing I would say is, is don't be afraid to be vulnerable with your network. Mm. And we're so, I think, especially when it becomes to parenting, we're very closed and are hesitant to tell people when we're struggling and to get the support that we need. And, and, and that's so, uh, the older I get, the more essential I see the need for that, that true authentic connection with the people around us. And then the third thing I would say is just look for little opportunities. Don't feel like you need to go sit on a meditation cushion for 20 minutes twice a day, but you know, can you do a little gratitude practice around the table with your kids? Um, you know, I just partnered with a Solvasa, which is an integrative beauty company, and it's mm. all about integrating mindfulness practices into your skincare routine. So, you know, while you're washing your face, can you make that a mindful moment? Can you put a cleansing mask on and practice, you know, write down what you're grateful for? Mm. Why did you? I like that. What can you do in the shower just to to give yourself those mi- little minutes or those micro moments of mindfulness and presence? And those things can add up over time and, and really make a big difference in your life. 
I love it. Thank you so much. Cause that, I think that is really good. And it, and those are very easy things that people can do that don't take, you know, hours, um, even, you know, putting on the mask or even brushing your teeth or something like that, right. Doing yeah. like things that you're thankful for. So that is very helpful. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I feel like this is going to help a lot of moms that are feeling really frazzled, especially with the holidays happening. You know, everybody's feeling like they're being pulled in 500 different directions. Absolutely. That happens quickly. Yeah. So just remember what the holidays are all about and try and keep that at the forefront. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Amber. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.